it is my pleasure to introduce to you the hosts of the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast, Jesse and Joe, Episode 11, 2019 Bucket List. Hi, I'm Joe. Hi, I'm Jesse. And tonight we will be talking about our 2019 Bucket List. But before we get to that, we will talk about what arrived. What arrived at our house this week? What arrived at the game room? At the game room. Well, the first one that I remember um, is Harry Potter Munchkin that my wonderful husband got for me as um, an added Christmas gift. Weird. Weird. Very weird. What else came? Well, uh, I also got you the Disney Snow White uh, and the Seven Dwarfs gemstone mining game. Yep. That actually looks really cool. It does look really cool. We'll get into that more in our list because it's actually on my list. Yep. Uh, we got Shutterbug board game by Calliope Games. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Space Park. We've got Carcassonne Over the Hill and Dale and Carcassonne Gold Rush. We got Santa's Workshop. And I think, was that about it? What about that little game down there? <coughs> what little game? Uh, the little one on the bottom, the Nicolas Cage game. No, we got that uh, pretty sweet. That was the one that Tom and I were talking about. It was called Bayman. Oh, okay. The cage card game. Okay. It's basically a version of uh, Old Maid with Nicolas Cage characters. My bad. I wasn't here last week. I was sick, and I'm still not feeling the greatest. I kind of got a little something going on. Yeah. Yeah. You're a sickie. I'm a sickie. Yep. Well, we got new equipment. Yay! We both have our own microphone now. You're so far away. I am. Um, my heat resonates. It does. It's warming up the game room right now. It is. Yep. Uh, we got a new soundboard or mixer board. Mm-hmm. And we got some other fun toys that I get to play with uh, later on. So hopefully, if the computer cooperates, right? <laughs> yeah, that might be our next upgrade. Oh God! All right, so uh, that's that's kind of what what arrived at the game room mm-hmm. this week. Um, what did we play yesterday? Yeah, what did we play? Uh, we had we had our version of a New Year's party, kind of. I mean, it was I have to work, mm-hmm. so I don't really have a New Year's. So we just kind of had a New Year's themed game day. And we're also an old married couple, and we don't make it to midnight very often. No, no. Uh, <laughs> six kids work, and uh, being married, yeah, not really an option. Mm-hmm. But we'll probably have some fun and play some games on Tuesday, just probably. not late. I think yeah. Actum might come over Wait. on Tuesday, so okay. I said if he's got nothing else going on, he can come on over. Um, and then any of our other friends, if they want to come over and play, but I know Ion's has got a thing that's I think running for like two days or something out in tea. So oh my god, I uh, I probably won't <laughs> make it out there. Um, no, but uh, I'm not allowing it. All right, wow, she is putting <laughs> her foot down, people. Woohoo! All right, so um, what do we play? Uh, see, yesterday I was kind of getting stuff ready, and mm-hmm. Kim and Eknum showed up. And then Josh came in. Yay, I was so excited to see Josh. Yep, we haven't played with him for a while. Really like Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, then we, uh, Tom showed up. Tom showed up. And Jasmine. Jasmine, my Jazzy. Jasmine. Yep, Jazzy Jeff. No. <laughs> um, I think we had a pretty full house. It was awesome for once to, yeah. to actually have that many people. 
been a long time since we had that many people in the game room. It felt with the two little ones running around. It was it was nice. Yep, and I was getting some food and and uh, drinks ready, and then I realized we were out of my napkins, so I had to go <laughs> run out and get those. And Ekton went with me, and you guys started playing Wingspan, we correct? We did. So, um, Kim, Josh, Tom, me, and Jasmine played Wingspan. So I got to play that. That was really fun. And why don't you tell a little bit about it? Because it's it's a game that's not out yet for pre-order. It's not out. It'll be out. Uh, Kim said you could order it for pre-order on the second of January. Okay. Not exactly sure when it's supposed to be out. I know you and Tom talked about it on um, our most anticipated game being released in 2019. Yes. I saw you guys play it a couple weeks ago. Yep. And I thought it looked really fun. So I got to play it and it was really fun. You you can do for each round, I think there's four rounds, and each round you lose a an action that you get to do. <coughs> Excuse me. And you can either play a bird or um, there's several different actions. You can gain a resource, which is like food. You can gain a card. Um, and then as the game goes on, you know, there's all kinds of different birds and three different habitats. And if you play in one habitat, it gives you different resources that you can do. And so it was really great. And um, I actually won. Although several people that we played with stated that I didn't won, win, <laughs> I kind of really kicked butt because I had um, I had 18 eggs, and so every egg counted as a point at the end. Wow, mm -hmm. and that's pretty impressive. I think I had like 54 some points. Um, each bird has point value, like a feather value, and I had two eights and a nine out there and I had you can it's called burying a card and you can put a card behind it and it counts as one and okay. I had the most of those as well so it was really great I really really want to get that game it's a lot of fun it's, once you get into it it's not that hard to play it looks very overwhelming the first time you sit there and you have this board in front of you and you have all these little different moving mechanics, it's very it's very daunting when you get there. But once you get into it and you see a couple people who have played the game before go through their turn, you're like, oh well, this isn't that bad. Okay. I can do this. I'm not a huge gamer, but I'm really surprised I won yesterday playing against Josh. Yeah. Who is really good at games. I don't think I've ever won against Josh. He is pretty much our professor <laughs> savior. And then <laughs> Tom. Tom's a really good gamer and he's played it before, so I was really surprised I, you know, won against him. Kim had a little bit of trouble, you know, getting things going with her cards. So there's that. And then Jasmine and I kind of kicked butt. We've never played this before, but we we, we kind of ran away with it. We knew what we were doing by the end of it. All right. Yes, I heard that uh, Jasmine actually won. 
<clears throat> no, Jasmine did not win. <laughs> so it was actually you. There, there's a few people that are mistaken. <laughs> I won. I okay. kicked butt. I okay. had like 90 some points. All right. And uh, so you and Jasmine went inside after that. Yep. Uh, but while you guys were playing that, uh, Eknum and uh, and I uh, came back from getting napkins, and we played uh, Titan Dice. That sounds so exciting. You went and got napkins. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a challenge. And we got you some pink monsters. Yep. And Eknum actually had an idea that he was <laughs> we were going to get... When I told him that you wanted Pink Monster, mm -hmm. he says, so am I supposed to get like an outfit and then like jump out as a Pink Monster? <laughs> <laughs> so we had a lot of fun with that. Oh, um, so uh, we played Titan Dice, and that is, I don't believe it's out yet. It's out. It's available for pre-order. He, pre he got it as a Kickstarter, so he got it first, which is very rare when, when you Kickstart anything to get it first before right. it's already been in stores. Um, but uh, as a two-player game, it's a very simple dice rolling game. I mean, it's you roll the dice, you pick an action, you do it, and once you capture a creature, then you go on the attack phase, and once the other player uh, captures a creature or gets three wounds, then they're on attack phase, and that round ends the round. So once all players are on, on attack, round is end. Uh, with, I think with more players... And Eknum agreed with this. Is is with a like five player game. I think it fits up to five. Okay. Once you're on attack, that changes drastically. In a two player game, there's really no reason to ever go to attack because all the points come when you're when you're on the other side when you're on the action phase. Okay. So in a two player game, the game's kind of broken. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's you can just run away with the game. Okay. So we both scored in the high twenties. Okay. Uh, I think we played it uh, two or three times yesterday. Oh, really? So it was a very quick game. Yeah. Uh, but I love the artwork. The components were awesome. The dice were super pretty. Like, oh, they yeah. were like a pearly white. Yeah, the that I pearlescent. Saw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very cool. Um, and then your bonus die were a gray pearlescent. Mm -hmm. So we played that. And then after that, we played a couple games of uh, Sword Crafters. After I went inside and um, talked to Jackson. Yeah. Gossip Train. Yes, we did. It was great. It was glorious. I had so much fun. But yes, we played uh, um, two games of Sword Crafters. Uh, Didn't you say Josh won? No. Or is it Tim or Tim? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that last night. I, I had a name for everyone. I called uh, Eknum Jeff. Because <laughs> he called no. It's or no, no, Tom. no. I, I called Eknum Josh. Josh was Jeff. Tom was Al, and Kim was Troy. <laughs> because Tom always calls Josh, Josh Jeff, Jeff. Yeah. Because he keep he when he first met Josh, he thought his name was Jeff. Right, and he kept getting mixed up with Jeff Hayward. Oh. Okay. So that's why. But so we got all that straightened around. Okay. They all have new names now. I'm so fine. yeah. Um, no, Eknum won the first game, and then uh, Kim ran away with the second game. So, um, yeah, it was it was <laughs> okay. So we we came up with something new last night. Um, so in the first game, Tom only scored seven points, and so we all gave him a little grief for that. Mm -hmm. And so we called him pulling a Tom. <laughs> second game, 
I scored six points. Oh, and no. so they're like, oh, you pulled a Tom. I'm like, I wish I pulled a Tom. <laughs> I only wish I could pull a Tom and score seven points. Instead, I pulled a Joe <laughs> and scored only six. Someday, I will be <coughs> as lucky as Tom and get seven points. Right. <laughs> so, the second game was just a disaster. Nothing went my way. And, I mean, it just... It's kind of one of those games where if the tiles are not in your favor, you're not going to come away with anything. I had a lot of blank tiles. Really? So, like, half my sword was blanks. If you're not getting the gems, it's not really doing you any good. I didn't get the, the, the tallest or the longest sword. Mm-hmm. So there's six points I didn't get. Um, the only points I got were I had a row of three gems. That's it. Okay. So that was my six points. I didn't qualify wow. for any of the cards. A five-player game for sword crafters is is very interesting. It it really changes the game. I'm sure because you so. played it with parents and it was a three-player game. Yes, even with a three-player game, it's very interesting. But but with a five-player game, you are just you might not come out with anything, and getting that first-player marker is huge. Mm-hmm. So you might just dive around just so you can get that first-player marker. Okay. So. Um, that's that's what we ended up going with last night. I think they wanted to play another game, but it was getting late, and I had to get up and get Rana today. So. And you had you worked yesterday. Yeah, I day. worked yesterday, so I was up already at four o'clock, and so I had a long day. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if I didn't if I didn't have to work that Saturday, I probably would have went up for more games last night. But we'll play on Tuesday, so mm-hmm. make up for it. Yay. So that uh, goes into our topic. Our 2019 uh, bucket list. Yeah, <laughs> so bucket this list. is this is 19 games that whether we played them or not, we really want to get them to the table. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about our games and tell you a little bit about them, and then kind of why we want to get them to the table so bad. Yeah, I thought this was a kind of a a different topic that you know not necessarily everybody would talk about. You know. But we have a lot of games, and there's a lot out there that we either, <laughs> number one, haven't played. Yes. Or number two, just hey, number two. for some reason, <laughs> can't get it to the table. No. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's, that's, that's really any gamer's problem is you get more games than you have time to play. Right. And there's so many games that come out every year, mm-hmm. and you buy them. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, I really want to play this game. You know, mm-hmm. like Everdell. Um, Tom's brought that like three weeks in a row. And he's oh, like, oh, yeah, we should really play this game. And we have not gotten to it yet. He brought that last night. Yeah, and I really would have liked to play that. But, yeah. you know, it's kind of one of those things where time runs away from you. And before you know it, you know, you've already been playing for six hours and you haven't even gotten to that game. Well, you know, Kim brought a huge box full of games last night. And then Tom had a little bag with three or four games in it. The and then games? He brought Titan, Titan Dice. Titan Dice, yeah. He, that was the only one he brought. I believe so, yep. Because he he'd listened to our last podcast mm-hmm. and, and heard that I wanted to try it out. So brought it over for me to play. Mm-hmm. So, But I mean, I've got a game room of 800 plus games mm-hmm. that <laughs> I mean, pretty much suits the needs of everyone, <laughs> but you don't get to them. You, you want to try to please everybody and play games. So mm-hmm. And I'm not going to turn down any kind of game unless I absolutely cannot stand that type of game. So. Right. And this, this list for both of us is in no order whatsoever. This is just 19 games. Yeah, bucket list. That we want to get to the table. Before I die. Before you die. Next year. 
End of the world. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Uh, so my biggest one, and this is I, I played this once down in Geekway last year. Oh, okay. And Eknum was telling me that I played it another time with a different Josh, and I guess I didn't remember it. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm gonna go ahead and take his word for it, cause he he would remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just kind of rolled out of my brain. Like certain people remembered that I didn't. <laughs> no, he he described this one very well. So, I'm um, so uh, Dice Forge, uh, a very pretty game, but also a mechanic that is not unique to this game, and a lot of people don't know about the other game. Uh, Rattlebones actually used this mechanic for their dice before Dice Forge, and that is taking a, a die that kind of has Lego parts that put different faces on that that die. Um, so I actually have that game. Still have not played it. <laughs> just, didn't you just get this game? I did. Um, I actually just picked this one up. Uh, Dragon Den? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, uh, their new location, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, very big. And uh, they really impressed me. So... Um, so Dice Forge, if you have not uh, played it um, or know about it, it came out in 2017. Uh, so the description on that is, Heroes stand ready. The gods are offering a seat in heaven to whichever hero defeats their rivals. Your courage and wits will be your most precious allies as you use divine dice to gather resources along the road to victory. Your divine dice are exceptional. With removable faces, customize your dice to make them more powerful as the game progresses. Sacrifice gold to the gods to obtain enhanced die faces. Upgrade your dice to produce the resources you need. Overcome ordeals or concocted by the gods to grow in glory and earn rewards. Skillfully manage the luck of the dice and take charge of your destiny. Only the greatest will ascend to the heavens. Dice Forge is a development game featuring innovative mechanics based on dice with removable faces. In this dice crafting game, players build their own dice, roll your dice, manage your resources, complete ordeals before your opponents, and explore multiple winnings or winning strategies. Now, um, there is a lot going on in this game, but it is a very simple game. Sounds like a lot. Well, it's <laughs> you can get cards. Uh, you've got a board. You've got these player boards with little insets, and so that's where you manage your your resources, your um, gold. Uh, I think it's your fire, your mana, um, different different little things, and then you're also your victory points. And so you will trade certain things to get different die faces. You will uh, do the same thing for cards, and they'll give you points. And and really, all it is is you're trying to get the most points. So you're trading these resources in for points is basically what it is. So did they repackage the game? Because I'm looking at what you have pulled up on here on Board Game Geek. It looks over here that it had a different box, but now the box is very, very simple and just says Dice Forge on it, and it's got like a purple gem-looking thing. Well, could have been a Kickstarter version or maybe it's uh, international version. Oh, okay. Yeah, that happens sometimes. But I also see that they're... They're coming out with an expansion for Dice Forge in 2019. I think I saw that, and you had mentioned that you wanted this game, and I didn't remember, I didn't know if we had it or not, so that's why I really didn't get 
on the list. Oh, okay. Uh, so the expansion is called Rebellion, and I, I was kind of wondering about that because I actually just unboxed uh, Dice Forge today, mm -hmm. and it looked like there's a lot of extra space in the box. Like, That'll happen. So I'm thinking, I was just thinking, <laughs> like, there could be expansions for this. And then I'm, we're doing a little research for your podcast. I'm like, hey, there's an expansion coming out this year. Perfect time to get it. Yay. Um, so the expansion is, uh, let's see, it adds two different modules that can be added to the game. A total of 30 exploit cards, as well as new die faces, new boards, and an expansion to the Sanctuary box are added to offer players new challenges, greater interactions, and more replayability. Does Ectum have this game? I, I believe so. Eknam, I'm so sorry for your wallet right now. <laughs> I'm sorry for our wallet right now. It looks like a pretty cool... I mean, I love the artwork on it. That looks really pretty. Yes. I'm not going to lie. So, um... Wrong way. You had... Hail Hydra. Didn't you have it? I was going to put it oh, on my list. You had Wingspan, that's right. You did. Did you just hit your microphone? I did. <laughs> you don't have wingspan either. Well, because I knew we were going to get it. So All I'm... right, why don't you talk about one of your games. Uh, Flick em Up. Flick em Up. Flick em Up. We have not played Flick em Up in a long time. Um, I really like that game. It's got a different type. You actually flick these little circles that are supposed to be bullets. You have the like outlaws versus the sheriff yep it is a dexterity game yep and you're supposed to like take them out with your little bullet well there's there's objectives i mean yeah. it's, it's basically a, a campaign game mm -hmm. so you'll you'll play different missions throughout the game and so like your first one is it's just purely a gunfight between the outlaws and mm -hmm. the sheriffs or the, the deputies the lawmen um there's other ones where you would need to poison the water yeah, There's so you have to like move to that, and you you can only flick. You can't, you know, you're not counting spaces or anything like that. You actually mm -hmm. flick it, and if you go off the table, I can't remember what happened. I can't remember either, but yeah, it's uh, we have the I don't know the wooden version, and then we have the plastic version as well. Yeah, we do. They are coming out with a third edition, so that's what made me think oh, of it. Oh, okay. I didn't see that it was coming out with anything new, but it was just one of those games that I remember playing, and it's just something very different. You're not sitting down. You know, you actually have to get up, and you, um, there's a little bit of thought into it. You can't flick it too hard. You can't flick it too light. You just gotta be just right. Yeah, you gotta have some precision. You, you know, if you're trying to shoot one of the little cowboys... <laughs> you're going to want to try to aim a little bit. Yeah. And th there's really not a whole lot involved in that, but it's just... Nope. It's a of, fun game. One of those fun games that we have not gotten out in a very long time. No, it's, it's hard to... It's, over, there's a lot of setup. I think it's been over a year Yep. since we had that one out. So that's why it's on my list. Yeah, the last time we had that out, I think my game table was the... The blue. Yeah, the blue velour. The blue. Yep. Alright, so my next game is Wingspan. Now, I was told by my wife that uh, we will be getting this. <laughs> no, I asked. 
see so. if we could get this because it's a really fun game. Well, her her when when my wife likes something, I tend to listen and, and get it for her. So, yes. Uh, so, Wingspan is a competitive, medium weight, card driven, engine building board game from Stonemaier Games. You are bird enthusiasts, researchers, bird watchers, ornithologists, and collectors seeking to discover and attract the best birds to your avery. Avery. Yeah, there we go. Uh, each bird extends a chain of powerful combinations in one of your habitats, which are your actions. Mm -hmm. These habitats focus on several key aspects of growth. Gain food tokens via, or by whatever you want to call it, custom dice in the bird feeder dice tower. Lay eggs using egg miniatures in a variety of colors. Those are so cool. Yeah, the eggs are. They're really cool. Probably my favorite part of the game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, draw from hundreds of unique bird cards and play them. The winner is the player with the most points after four rounds. That so, was me. Yeah, that, that was me. <laughs> that was you. I'm you. gonna say it again. I'm gonna be bitter about it. Just so everybody knows, uh, Jess won that game yesterday. I did. So, it by a lot. Mm -hmm. What was your score? I had 92. That's a huge score. So, mm -hmm. well done. Thank you. All right. So your next game is Harry Potter Munchkin. Harry Potter Munchkin, and I actually have the game right in front of me. So you play as a member of your favorite Hogwarts house and ways to prove your metal against other witches and wizards. Defeat villains and monsters as you compete against your friends to level up for the win. <coughs> so what it looks like is it's pretty much Munchkin with a twist on it. You just play as your favorite Hogwarts house instead of... Um, and this is the deluxe version? This so this, is, the this has the board? Version. So yes, it has the board. And the artwork on the box looks like a, a suitcase. Yep, it looks like a trunk, like you're going to Hogwarts for school. It is uh, three to six players, taking one to two hours. The artwork the, for the cards looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Really, really cool. You got little um, figures, and it looks like they got all the monsters and things like that in here. Maybe we'll have to have a munchkin day. Heck yeah. <laughs> Trying to find people to play munchkin, though, is kind of hard. Mm. <laughs> I also don't like munchkin for some reason. It's like one of the easiest games in the world. Just tell me, duh. No. Uh, sure, okay. Uh, my next one is Hail Hydra. Now I got this one because my wife seems really like Marvel games lately. No. Yes, so Hail Hydra is a, is a party game. Um, and we I did not realize this when I bought it. Um, so I think you need to have at least three people play it. Oh, no, you need minimum five. of five. Yeah, that's right. When I saw that, it was... So five to eight players, which could be Never. a really stretch, but yeah. this is on my bucket list to play for 2019. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can at least find, you know, three other people that want to play this with us. Okay, so <clears throat> deception, deduction, destruction. In Hail Hydra, you and your friends team up as Marvel's S.H.I.E.L.D. heroes to save New York City. But wait, 
Your fellow heroes may be villainous Hydra operatives in your midst. Use social deduction to determine who is a secret Hydra agent and who is truly loyal to S.H.I.E.L.D. If you succeed, you and your fellow S.H.I.E.L.D. heroes will retrieve the Cosmic Cube from Red Skull and save the city. If the city is destroyed, Hydra wins. So it's a social deduction game. Kind of like Sheriff of Nottingham and um, Ultimate Werewolf. Yep, Revolution. Okay. Um, yeah, it's but it's it's a minimum of five players, so that one's gonna be a really tough one for 2019. But we can do it. We'll try. So that's that's uh, one of mine, okay. Hail Hydra. Your next one is Quicks. Quicks, Quicks, it's way over there. Um, we played this a couple weekends ago, and you got it for me when you went to Wisconsin. So now we have it, and I, you know. This is a game that I want to get the kids to play. I think the kids would really, really like it. It's super easy to play. It's not that hard to understand. You know... It's kind of Yahtzee-esque, but with a twist. It is. And the nice thing about it is they have to add. Yeah. You know, you've got to think about it. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to take this number. You know, it's going to make them think about it. So I think it's a great game for them to get them to the table if we can ever get them to the table. Yeah. That was kind of hard. I was asking them tonight if they wanted to play a game. They said no. <laughs> well, in all fairness, they are playing very nicely. Yeah. And getting along, which is amazing for six kids. This is, is nice. Yes. Nice to see them all play together. Mm -hmm. So that's why I want to get Quicks to the table because I really enjoy it. And now that we have a copy, we can actually try to get there. It's true. You know you can just open that up so it's both sides. I don't have enough space. How the hell not? Wow, language, young lady. I don't swear, swear. Okay, so that's your that's your next one, Quicks? Quicks. All right. Uh, I think we'll be able to get that one at the table. Yeah, so that's why I didn't really talk about so. it all that much. I mean, we have talked about it in previous podcasts quite a bit, so... Alright, uh, my next one is Santa's Workshop. Now this one might be a little bit of a challenge. You're not going to read that entire thing, are you? <laughs> no. Um, He's on board Game Geek right now, and the description is like four paragraphs. It's not that bad. It's, oh, say, it's a worker placement game mm -hmm. taking place over nine rounds. The round tracker is a Santa Claus meeple. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own player board. And they have four unique elf meeples. They're all different. And it just looks really cool. Uh, players use their elves to collect materials in order to build gifts. So it's a worker placement game. And they tend to reindeer. So you have to, I believe you have to feed the reindeer. So uh, players may customize their work workforce by sending elves to train in certain aspects of the game, which provide a benefit for the rest of the game. For some gifts, plastic may be substituted for the standard materials of fabric, wood, or metal. This will cause those gifts to score fewer cookie, Christmas cookies. That's your points, is Christmas cookies. Okay. Because <laughs> you're trying to be the best elf for Santa. Ooh. Uh, but may allow a player to build more gifts in a shorter amount of time. This can be helpful when Santa comes around three times during the game for an inspection to see which team has made the most gifts. Players will have to decide when to visit the mail room in order to pick which gifts to build and when to tend to the reindeer. The reindeer accumulate points longer, the longer they go unattended. 
and each of the eight reindeer provide a unique bonus to the player. Hmm. So it sounds like a lot of cool stuff going on. The board is awesome, and it is a solid, solid um, Christmas game. Mm -hmm. um, I actually watched a review on Tom Vassell, oh, really? and, and he really liked this game. Cool. So, yeah, it's a... If you have not checked out Santa's Workshop, definitely check it out. And it came out in 2017, and it's a two to five players. It takes about 45 to 60 minutes to play, and it says ages 14 and older. We always yeah. take that with a grain of salt. We do, because it just depends on, on how familiar the kids are with the mechanics of, of any board game. Mm -hmm. So, And it's by Rio Grande Games. It looks really cool, and I'm glad I added this one to my collection. So moving on, back to my list. Captain Silver. Captain Silver is a game that Eknum gave me for a Christmas present, and I talked about it when I got it. I'm super excited to have it. It's another game that I think the kids would absolutely love. You know, it's a very fast-paced, you gotta pull things out of a bag blindly, and whoever can make it down the line matching, it's very matching, so if you match the right symbols with what you're pulling out of your bag, whoever gets there first, I can't remember, yells something and everything stops. And then you add up points and whoever has the most gold at the end wins. So I think it would be a really fun game to get the kids into. They like those fast-paced games. They really like five-minute dungeon. So I thought that would be fun for the kids to play. Okay. And I love, I'm a sucker for anything pirates, too. That's all right. My next one is Marvel Legendary, and I do not get this to the table nearly enough. Surprise, surprise. Um, I have custom playmats made for this. Um, it is just a matter of getting people to sit down and play it. You know what? With all the Marvel movies that are coming out this year, there's two, three, for sure, I think. We should just have Marvel days. Yeah, but the problem with that is we have so many Marvel games that Legendary will be the one that does not make it to the table. No, we should just strictly say this is what we're starting off playing. and. I've done that before, where we've done a game day, and I'm like, Legendary, I have it on the table, and then it gets pushed to the side, and we end up playing something else. We're not going to push it to the side. We're going to play Legendary. We're going to tailor the cards to... The movie. <laughs> I don't think we have any Captain Mar Marvel cards, though. Do I we? believe we do. Oh, we do. Um, I'm pretty sure there's at least in the Secret Wars. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there's a Captain Marvel in there. I've there's so many expansions that I have all the expansions up to date. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm actually in the process of reboxing it and re-sleeving all of them. So that's a project right there itself. That's a project right but there. But I do. I did actually make uh, custom play mats for each of the players. For their like their player board mm -hmm. so i have six of those made so that way there's enough for every player and then i made a custom Basically. mat for the actual game that that includes all of the expansions so i am ready to go on this game <laughs> so yeah vote in march but well, yeah this and this is a deck building game um you have it's not just a deck builder you you it's are you, you are building a deck that's not what I mean, but 
you have a storyline, you have a scheme, you have a mastermind, and there's tons of stuff that is constantly coming at you, and it's a very, very hard game to win. But it's um, not a hard game to play. And it is a, I would call it more of a semi-cooperative mm-hmm. game. You are all working for the same goal, to defeat the villains, to survive. But at the end, there is a sole victor. Mm-hmm. And that's based on how many bad guys you took out. So, um, victory points. So, that's uh, that's mine and Le- Marvel Legendary. But that again, I, my list is is going to be a tough list to get to the table. <laughs> we'll we'll get there. Okay. So your next one is uh, Munchkin Unicorns. Munchkin Unicorns. I kickstarted it. it. Yes. Kickstarted it for me and our daughter Kathleen because you know unicorns are in right now and we both love unicorns and um, I also love Munchkin. Go circling back to that nostalgic um, topic that we always circle back to on all of our podcasts and. Um, I'd really like to get this one to the table. We should. We did have a Munchkin Day uh, earlier this year. Yeah, and, we uh, did. I'd like to get this one back. I'm sure Kathleen would love to play with us, even yep. though she's four. All right. So my next one is Star Trek Ascendancy. So <laughs> another hard one to get to the table. Uh, this is a three plus players. Uh, they say it's best with four players. I don't have any in the expansions. Cause just the expansions don't look that interesting to me. I mean, it's like uh, you've got the Vulcans, which I could go with. Um, you get the Cardassians. Um, you've not got the, the Cardassians. <laughs> no, no, not even close. Uh, you get the Ferengi expansion. Uh, the Borg would be the only one that I'd be interested in getting. Uh, but again, expansion. Do I need them? Because if I can't get three people to play the base game, I'm sure probably not going to get four people to play it. I'm sorry, I love the first line of the description. So, <laughs> <laughs> boldly go where no one has gone before in Star Trek Ascendancy, a board game of exploration, expansion and conflict between the United Federation of Planets, the Klingon Empire, and the Romulan Star Empire. You control the great civilizations of the galaxy, striking out from your home world to expand your influence and grow your civilization. Will you journey for peace and exploration, or will you travel the path of conquest and exploitation? Command ships, or command starships, establish space lanes, construct star bases, and bring other systems under your banner. With more than 200 plastic miniatures and 30 star systems representing some of Star Trek's galaxy's most notable planets and locations, Star Trek Ascendancy puts the fate of the galaxy in your hands. Now, the just the base game has everything that I want. It has the Romulans, the Klingons, the Federation. I don't really need the expansions. <laughs> My husband's geeking out right now, and I so, really have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it, it looks like a really cool game, a really large game that mm-hmm. I really want to get to the table. So I'm hoping, uh, hoping my Star Trek buddies will come out of the woodwork on this one. I'm sure they will. Make this one happen for 2019. Mm-hmm. 
Alright. So that that is mine. Star Trek Ascendancy. Yay. And this was actually one I picked up um, on a clearance deal, I believe. Hmm. Uh, from Miniature Market last year. Because it's normally like a $100 game, and I think I picked it up for like 40 Gotta love that Miniature Market. Oh, yes. yeah. Alright, uh, this one is on both of our list. Yep. Dinosaur Island Totally Liquid. Mm-hmm. So this, this adds a fifth player. And uh, you go ahead and read that one. I love the long silence. Um, <laughs> it also adds um, water dinosaurs to the base game, new park board expansions, executive worker meeples that give unique worker abilities to each player, blueprint module that rewards players with um, when they build certain park layouts, uh, PR events that create hidden scoring opportunities, and more. I have not played Dinosaur Island. Which I'm very sad that you have not. Well, I want to. So that's why I kind of put Totally Liquid on there, because I thought... And the new color is purple. Yes, and that's why. Because yeah. it's purple, and I love purple. But updated uh, player boards, so you can... If you're not playing with Totally Liquid, you can still play the player boards for the base game. If you're playing with Totally Liquid, then it comes with the updated uh, boards for your Phase 1, Phase 2, and Phase 3, and that, that adds the Totally Liquid aspect in there. So if you're playing with the expansion, it gives you boards that, that accommodate for that instead of just adding these cards. And You and, have no place to yeah. put them. So they're off the board and it looks kind of tacky, but... It, with the expansion, they went all out on this thing, so... I'd really like to play that. I don't think it'll be very hard to get this one to No, I, I think I've played it a couple times already. Uh, I have not played the Totally Liquid, because I just recently uh, received that one. So mm -hmm. That one was on both of our lists. Okay, so yep. your next one is... Meanie Meanie. Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. I have not gotten this one to the table in probably a year. And it was almost ruined for me by somebody that used to come over and play and I'm not going to go into huge detail about that but last Christmas you got me um last Christmas I gave you my heart <laughs> the monsters expansion and we haven't played with that no I'm not real sure what that adds to it but this is uh pretty much what you do is you play as either Harry Hermione Ron or Neville and you're trying to beat the villains and you play through the books and you have to basically restart it's got a little bit of deck building into it and other things like that but you have to restart every year until I think it's like the fourth or fifth year and then you get to keep the cards that you acquire and we've never actually made it to the fourth year so we've only made it Three, three, three years. I think so. I don't think. No, wait. We have played the fourth year because I remember playing with that one. Okay. I think it was you, me, and Tom. But I don't think we played past the fourth year. No, in this one, if if I remember right, you don't get to keep the cards you nope. have, so you get a whole new deck every time you start a year. You you play with a base deck that is strictly part of your character. Okay. And then after. When you start a new year, basically you're starting all over again except for your base deck. 
day. Like if I played as Hermione, I would have, if we played year one, all the cards that I had acquired would have to go back in the deck. Okay. Until I want to say it's the fifth year. Okay. That see that that was kind of my frustrating part about mm-hmm. the game is is you have this you have these awesome cards yep. that you're you're working hard for and then you end the year and then they all go away and you start from scratch and it's like ah these these years are getting harder and harder but you start with crap cards and I think we had talked about maybe making a house rule for that you know after yeah like but you the, don't want to make it too easy either after like the third year you can keep the cards that you acquire because after the third year it just it gets so hard because I remember playing just three people and we made it to the third year and it was very hard yeah even the only thing for me that kind of doesn't make sense is if if you're playing a Harry Potter game Mm -hmm. and you're playing through the years Mm -hmm. you would think that you would actually just keep those cards because you're learning stuff you don't it's not like you you go home for the summer and then you come back and you forget everything you you learned. <laughs> but that that was one of the things. It's like, oh, you've forgotten. But now that you're past a certain year, you start to remember. Okay. So, but I think we kind of talked about maybe making a little bit of a house rule for that. Okay. So my next one is Dulasaur Island. And this is strictly a two-player game. Uh they do have a solo variant, I say, so I should probably not say strictly two-player, but it's a one-to-two-player game. So, and it is best with two players, obviously. Most games are better not solo. <laughs> um, this one is built around a clever hand management mechanism. Each card in the game serves three potential purposes. They contain the DNA sequences for the dinosaurs you could create, the blueprints for attractions you can build, and certain actions that you can take by discarding them. Do you create the dinosaur on the top of the card that to attract guests to your park, or do you build the attraction on the bottom of the card which can add to the player's hand limit, income, in-game victory points, or do you discard the, co- uh, the card to combine DNA towards creating another dinosaur? Dulasaur uh, Island comes with five new full-color di- DNA dice uh, you can mix and match dice between Dinosaur Island and Dulasaur Island for even more variability in both games, such as a new security symbol that can appear on dice to upgrade your security level instantly. Ooh. Yeah. So that is... I think I could get you to play this one with me. Sure. Or, obviously, whoever. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Alright, your next one is Best Treehouse. Best Treehouse. Best. or. Forest, forest of, of Fun. A Forest of Fun. Um, this is one that you had gotten me for Christmas, I believe. Um, from Miniature Market. And this is one of my favorite games. Um, just because it's, you know, it's not the same game every time. You have the same rooms, but you may not have the exact same treehouse. And what? And you can combine this with the base game or the the original mm-hmm. uh, best treehouse ever for an eight-player game. Eight-player game, and this adds new cards. Where just on the back, it's got um, Cursed Mermaid Lake, and this one says your cards do not have your water cards do not have to connect. 
So if you've played Brush Treehouse ever, you have to have your same colored cards connecting, otherwise you cannot play them. So this is a new little twist to the game. And I really like the box because it's big instead of the little box where right. you can't fit anything in it. It's just by Green Couch Games, and it's, like I said, it's one of my favorite games, and now you can play with even more people. Okay. So, lots of fun there. My next one is Highlander the board game. And this is not surprising at all, because you <laughs> know what? Highlander comes up in, like, every single episode. Highlander. Alright, Highland of the Board Game is a quick playing game in which you duel throughout the ages in order to become the last immortal standing. Ooh. Now, when we play this game, I will have my broadsword out and I will decapitate everyone here no. to become the only one. No. <laughs> Alright, in the game, you choose an immortal. I'm going to have a very, very hard decision on mm. this. Do I choose Ramirez or do I choose McLeod? Indeed, they don't have my favorite McCloud because this is strictly the movie, not the show. We're not going to get into that. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Love you. Yeah. Connor McCloud was way better than Duncan McCloud. Now, I like the TV series and I appreciate that Where, it was on for so long. Where are you long. going? And <laughs> where are you going? Oh, I'm going. I'm no. going. I'm there. Oh I'm. I'm I'm there, I'm out the building, I am standing in the middle. Okay, Adrian Paul did a good job as Duncan McCloud. Don't get me wrong. And it was awesome that Connor McCloud got to be in so many episodes. But, on the other hand, the original movie was the best thing ever. The sequel, I don't even know what they did there. You were lost for <laughs> the, words on the, that. The quickening, or the uh, number two, which they were aliens. I don't know where they went on that one. but I don't think I've ever seen it that It was one. okay, because I got to see Ramirez again. <laughs> so, But again, he died in that one too. So, uh, Then the third one, with Mario Van Peebles, um, was a little weird. It worked. Then there was uh, Endgame, which brought in Adrian Paul and uh, Christopher Mithos. Lambert. Mithos was in it, too. I don't remember his name. And uh, that one was really good. I would say that's like my second favorite Highlander movie. Mithos is in it, and he's like the oldest one. No, I mean, it's because the two became... Well, the only thing I did not like about that, and if you have not seen it, then spoiler alert, too bad. Um... <laughs> The fact that Connor McCloud gives up his life to Duncan McCloud to make him more powerful to beat this other guy. And I'm like, come on. If it should have been anything, Duncan should have just... He should have given up his life to become Connor McCloud. So... And then they did the crappy The Source from Sci-Fi, and that was with uh, Duncan McCloud, and that was just horrid. You're a Duncan hater. No, it was a crappy movie. This guy was like the original immortal, and he could move faster. And he was so albino, and it was it was it was it was a horrible, horrible movie. It was basically it was straight to TV. So if that tells you anything. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, this looks like a really cool game. Uh, has awesome, awesome miniatures that I probably will try to paint. Um, Just don't wear a kilt when we play this. Ah, uh, great. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I would go all out on a wardrobe for, for Highlander in the game. Sure you would. I might even dress as the peacock. The peacock? Ramirez. That's what he called him. He looked, um, like, a, he, he looked like a Spanish peacock is what Connor Plow told him. We love Highlander, but it's been a long time since I've actually seen the movies or watched the I series. I have the McLeod broadsword. Mm-hmm. Connor McLeod's, which is actually Ramirez's sword, the katana. Mm-hmm. And then I have Duncan's katana. Staring right at me. Mm-hmm. No, you're looking at them. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so that, that was mine. That was a um, Highlander tangent for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Your next one is Rattle Battle Grab the Loot. Rattle Battle Grab the Loot. We have not played this in, oh my god, probably like two years or something like that I haven't played this game. Yeah. Um, if there's a lot going on in this game, you can purchase upgrades. You're basically a pirate ship. Everybody gets their own little pirate ship. And you each get your own colored dice artwork is awesome in this it's so cool and you can you have a ship and you can upgrade your ship by purchasing things and what you do is you i vaguely remember you can choose to put however many dice in and one person takes all the dice in their hands and they you have to be so far above the box the box is part of the game and you just drop them and wherever they land, that is it. And then you can battle, you can run away, or you just kind of hang out. But the artwork is amazing, the dice are really cool, the ship upgrades are so fun and interesting, and it's one of those games that there's a lot going on, but once you get into it and you understand the mechanisms, like the rule book is very daunting, okay. it's big, but once you get into it and you understand how to play the game, it's so much fun. Okay. The artwork alone should get anybody into this game. Alright, my next one is Coliseum. This is a three to, three to five player game by TMG Games. And this is one that I've been trying to get to the table for... Well, since I got it. <laughs> um, I've had it set up a few times. In Coliseum, each player is a Roman, producing great spectacles in his or her arena in the hopes of attracting the most spectators. Players earn wealth and glory for each event run, uh, using it to create ever more ambitious events. Um, there's little tiles for each, each event. There's... Um, the, uh, I can't think of what they're called. Gladiators. The Senate. There's the Senate members. Um, there's two, and there's two different. They're screen printed on the wooden pieces, and then they also give you stickers to put over top of it. You know whether you like the, the screen printing or the sticker. You have both options. Uh, metal coins, wooden pieces. Really good components on this, and it's the Roman Colosseum. So I've, I've kind of always been a fan of that kind of stuff, you know, like Gladiator, the movie. So that's a big reason why I've been trying to get this table ever since I got it. I can't watch Gladiator. It makes me cry. Yeah. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. So that's mine. Uh, your next one is... Uh, 
<laughs> Gemstone Mining Games. No white. Okay. So this is the one that you showed up with the other day from uh, Dragon's Den. Yep. This is a Disney. You and your fellow dwarves do what you do best. Mine for gemstones. It's off to work you go, collecting as many as you can to trade in for snow white pie points. Beware of your friends as well as the dangers that lurk in the mine, which could force you to return home empty handed. Have the most pie points after five days in the mine and you win. Everyone loves pie. Everyone loves pie. So this is So do you take on a role of the dwarf? Is that why it's three to seven players? Yes, it is three to seven players. You get to be a dwarf. I call Grumpy. Alright. And it looks like the gems are pretty cool. You get cards and um, it's three to seven players. And you get a minecart. Your own very own minecart. Cool. So yeah, it looks really cool. Can't wait to get this one. I would play this one. This one looks pretty cool. This is kind of uh, around the, the gem games. I like them. Uh, yeah. You know, um, Sentry Golem. Sentry Golem. Splendor, yeah, the, the Dragonstone Mine, this kind of fits in that theme. It's just Disney. We'll have to have a mining day. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, I or gem like day. Gem day. Yeah. Everybody wears fancy gems. Oh, fancy gems. Fancy gems. There you oh, go, Bobby. Alright, what's next on your list? Uh, the next one on mine is uh, a series of games. It's the Fuse series. Um, so I talked about this one earlier uh, in one of the podcasts. Uh, it's Fuse, and it's you, it's a cooperative game. You have ten minutes to defuse a bomb. Well, its uh, sequel game is called Flatline. So this one here is a one to five players, and so Flatline is co uh, co, -co uh, cooperative dice game set in, in the Fuse universe. Players must roll their dice to work uh, to combine them from other players in order to properly treat arriving patients. Every round, players race against a one-minute timer and must deal... Yeah, one minute, that's... One minute? <laughs> Are you kidding very, me right now? Very, very fast-paced. Of course, I believe the... Uh, and it's kind of off-topic, but I believe uh, um, the Mountains of Madness was either a 30-second or one-minute timer, so... Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, one-minute timer and must deal with needs of wounded crew members as well as other emergencies within the ER. Uh, time is running out. So this is um, right after uh, Fuse. Fuse was you're trying to defuse a bomb. Well, flatline is the bomb's gone off, the ship's taking damage, people are getting injured. So this, this fits right in there. So I would like to get this one to the table. I've not played this one yet. Um, I played Fuse few times we really did poorly in that <laughs> and obviously because the bomb's gone off there's not a flat line so that is that is uh that's mine sounds like a fun intense game yeah and it's dice i you know the dice look really cool kind of okay. like quarter quarter s um, your next one is Atlant Dice, and I also have this one on my list. Okay, Atlant Dice is a two to four player game. It is 20 to 40 minutes, and it's unique but simple. Much use. Um, on your turn, a player chooses one of the available dice, which is in fact a gate. This gate brings the player to a location, and this location 
are randomly distributed resources and effects. The effects are randomly dispatched with tiles at the beginning of the game so that each game will be different. That sounds really cool. Effects can help the player or can interfere with players' plans. Earn prestige by collecting more resources than your opponent. Both are the key components of the game, and at the end, it just stops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this one actually looks really cool. A dice game, obviously. Yeah. But uh, the board looks... It kind of reminds me of the... Uh, um, what, Milo's Adventure, or what's the Atlantis movies? Atlantis. It's just Atlantis. There's Atlantis, and then there's okay. Milo's Adventures. Yeah, it, it really reminds me of those. Um, very, very pretty looking. Yeah, and they look the, pretty. You know, the, the lost city of Atlantis is kind of one of those things that's always interested me. So, um, that's on both of our lists to get on the table, so hopefully that happens. I think we'll be able to do it because it's a two-player game, so even if it's just us, we'll be able to play it. Okay. Uh, this is, on my list, Pandemic Legacy Season 1. So, I really enjoy the Legacy games. <clears throat> the problem is, is trying to get people around to play them. Because pe some people don't like Legacy games. We've had this discussion, I think it was the Collectors versus the Gamer. Um, podcast where some people don't like to write on cards. Yeah, and if it's someone else's game, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's my game. It's a legacy game. It's gonna get done. Mm -hmm. It's it's one of those that I really... I don't care. It's a unique game after where I'm done. I, I bought it. I, the way I look at it is if you get ten plays out of a game, mm -hmm. you pretty much got your money's worth. Yeah. So, if it's a legacy game, I play it through. I'm all in. Let's do it. So, and, and I have not played anything on Pandemic, except for the dice game, Pandemic the dice game. I have never That's, played that. Uh, Tom has that. Okay. So, uh, this is one I would really, and I, I don't have to finish the season or the Legacy campaign this year. I want to start it this year. Okay. So, if any of our members would like to, to play that and are interested in that, let me know. Send me an email, send me a text, whatever you need to do. Post something on the Facebook group yes. page. Yes, right. Alright, so your next one is Ex Libris. I think that's on your list too, isn't it? It is. It is on both of our lists. This is one that you bought me because I love to read, I love libraries. This was a birthday present for you. It was. Um, you have only a week before the mayor's office inspector comes to judge your library so basically it sounds like you're um you have to shelve books and um you have a checklist to grade your library on several criteria including shelf stability alphabetical order and variety and don't think she'll turn a blind eye to books the council has banned ooh banned books dun, dun. So scandalous. Um, you need shrewd planning and cunning tactics and perhaps a little magic to surpass your opponents and become a grand librarian. Yeah, I'm not sure if we'll have people to play this one. Tom has played this one. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it was Kim's version. She brought it over one time I last vaguely, year. I vaguely remember. And those two played it. Yeah. So... 
and, and Tom really said he, he liked it, so okay. he, he would probably be down for, for playing that. Good, because it's a one-to-four-player game. Yes. Uh, my next one is Risk Legacy. Now, uh, we had actually started this campaign. Not uh, we are six games in, and it is one of those games where you can come and go as you please. It's obviously more beneficial if you play with the same players, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not necessary. So I am looking to finish this campaign on this, uh, the Risk Legacy this year. So how many plays do you have left? I believe it's 15 total. So if we played six, I've got nine plays left. Oh my god. So I'm really hoping to get this one to the table and finish up the campaign. Um, it's just one that's been sitting on the shelf and just begging to be finished. I'm sorry, but there was a picture of somebody ripping a card and it just... Yeah. It, I think it can make some people cringe. Oh, it's, this was hilarious. Um, the first time we had to rip up a card, uh-huh. Uh, everyone at the table just kind of looked like really gonna rip up a card <laughs> and I think Tom was like yeah I'll rip it up it's not my game <laughs> so yeah it's it's kind of the the person that owns the game is gonna obviously make the decision either you sleeve everything and do dry erase or or you play it the way it's meant and you just rip it um, but you know it there's nothing wrong with either way yeah it's to each their own so um, I, I played mine just I ripped and I went that way Alright, so your next one is Jurassic Park. And this is actually like the Danger Ravensburg yep. yes. game. And we had tried to play this. Yep, uh, just you and me. We found out that it it really needs more more people. It does. It was it was really cool and I think it kind of plays the way that um, It's semi cooperative. Yeah, the Walking Dead, the board game, which is also on my list. Um, but the reason I want to play this is because, number one, we had started playing it, and then we had to stop. So I really want to, like, finish it, because right. when we started playing it, I didn't quite get it, but now, um, I think we've kind of figured it so out. So each person takes on a character from the original Jurassic Park movie. Yes. And you have objectives that you need to accomplish, and then escape the island. Yes. Um, and then one person plays the dinosaurs and is obviously trying to eat everybody. Yep. So, uh, as the, I don't know what you call them, the heroes, the characters, mm -hmm. are locking off, activating uh, electric fences, that kind of stuff, yep. you are limited as a dinosaur when you can move and where you can move. So, it's really trying to get them um, eaten or taken care of. As soon as you can before you're locked back in your pen. Right. So I think it's just one of those very cool, if I can't really remember it very well because we didn't play it fully, but you know, it goes back to that nostalgic value, you know. Well, and you're a big Jurassic Park fan. I am a big Jurassic Park fan. I am. So that's one of the reasons I want to play it. It just it's got really cool components and it's one of those games that you can play over and over and it's going to be different every single time when you can play as a dinosaur as there's one time and then you can pick a different character the next time. Okay. My next one is Charterstone, which is also a legacy game. Um, I don't expect to finish the campaign, mm -hmm. but I would like to start it. Okay. Uh, we had actually started one, I believe Tom, okay. on his version, and I think we have one game into it. and. 
he wants to play with the same four people, so we have not been able to get all four together, and so that's where we're staying. That's rough. So, on mine, I really don't care who plays it. Right. I just want to get it to the table. It's it's kind of one of those things where you either stick with the same four people, or you kind of, you, if you want to finish the game and get it to the table, you might have to, you know. Right. And with Charterstone, it is a work placement um, game from Stonemire Games, but it's a legacy version, so. And it says it will last 12 games. Yes. But it doesn't end there. No, you can get a recharge pack, and I, I think once you've got the 12 games, you're, you have a unique game that you can play. Oh, okay. So, and that's typically how most of the legacy games go, is you have a unique game. Um, there are, I'd, I don't know. Uh, there's quite a few, I guess, out there, but there are some that once you play that last game, it's done, and mm -hmm. that's that's the last game you have. But you got 12, 15 plays out of that game, which there's some games you don't even play 10 times. So, right. you know, 12 to 15 plays is pretty good for any kind of game. It is, so, especially when you have a collection like we do. Right, so that's Charterstone. Okay, what's up next? Uh, your next one is Raids. Raids, and this is one... It's a yellow game. It's a yellow game that you got at the Yellow event in Rochester. Right. <clears throat> and you played it before. Yep. You have little wooden ships uh, that go around a board and, and stop at different locations and, and uh, either get upgrades for your ship, kind of like in Rattle Battle, Grab the mm -hmm. Loot. You have a ship kind of like that, only it's a Viking ship. Yep. And you're adding sails or adding uh, weapons or adding shields. Or adding passengers, and you're just trying to get the most points at the end of the game. I think we might have to have like a pirate Viking day where we. There's play a on. lot of Viking games out there. There's a lot of ship games um, out there. Eknum, I believe, has a series of the Raiders of the North Sea. Oh wow! That he has been trying to get to the table for quite a while. So maybe we, if we do a Vikings-themed game day, we can get him to bring over his Raiders of the North Sea. With everybody in their big long beards and like furs and stuff like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> and Highlander swords. That's not Norse. I know. That's totally Scottish. Yes. Be great. Oh God. <laughs> All right. So God, my help me. God help me. <laughs> my next one is Space Park, and I recently just picked this one up. Uh, it's one to four players. It looks really cute. It does. It looks like a little theme park with these awesome little ships and cool gems. So... <clears throat> can I say that about a game? It looks cute. Yes, you can. <laughs> and apparently I can too because I disagreed with you. Okay. <laughs> so... Great. Uh, so, yeah, Space Park features a modular board where seven destinations are randomly arranged to form a circle between the players. What's a modular board? I'm sorry. Uh, modular board means it's set up um, a certain way. The like a, like way? a module is is something that you specifically do. You know, and modular means it's done a certain way. Still not getting it, but okay. All right, you have to see it anyway. Yeah. Um, during a tur uh, player's turn, rockets will be on on the three of the board's seven destinations. These rockets symbolize what destinations are available for players to travel to. Once a player travels to a destination by performing its action, the rocket moves to the next open destination clockwise. <clears throat> destinations feature actions 
such as gaining a certain type of crystal, acquiring new badge to work toward, turning in your crystals for explorer points, or using your trusty explorer bot scout to help out. The player with the most explorer points at the end of the game wins. So this kind of reminds me a little bit of like um, Lost in Space and uh, Zathora. 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 Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of those two with the, the artwork. Okay. So it looks really cool. And the front of the the box looks like an old time comic book cover. Like a sci fi comic. Yep. Sold you right there. Yeah, pretty front much. Yep. And that's what happened. So your next one is Timeline Challenge. Yes, and we have played Timeline. I can't remember which versions we have, but we've played Timeline before. And Timeline Challenge incorporates the original mechanic of the series into progress game track, of which players can move between zero to four spaces per turn. Players will have to make use of predetermined time periods and guess where the incident depicted on the card occurred. There are four different challenges, and they are played depending on the color of the game space of the lead player. Additionally, there are two further challenges, which allow the two players at the back of the pack to catch up. Although the game comes with its own cards, it can be integrated with any or all of the previous sets. Cool. So, I think, what, I don't know which ones we have. Do you know which ones we have off uh, we have Americana, and I believe movies. Do we have movies? I think it's your mom. No, my mom has movies. We have uh, music, I believe it is. Is it music? I thought it was the other way around. We had the movies and she had the music, like the rock and roll one. I don't know at this <laughs> point, because everything I say, you're just going to flip it. So I'm going to flip it. Let's flip this house. I'm going to flip the table. Apparently. One of these days, I'm just going to flip the table. So my next one is the Breaking Bad board game. Now, I really, really enjoyed this this TV series. Okay, <clears throat> that's putting it mildly. You binged. I did. The entire <laughs> series within, like, a week, a week, not even, maybe it was, like, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. It was, yeah. Eisenberg's the man. Okay. You, you started watching Jesse Pinkman. You started watching it without me, and then you got me hooked, and then you just kept going without me, and I just stopped. Oh, I did. It was, it was bad. <laughs> I mean, I was. Yeah. So, and then they, <clears throat> they'd come out with the Breaking Bad board game, and it looked like a solid game. I saw it on Amazon, and I ended up picking it up down at the Game Chest when they first opened up at their second location. Because okay. uh, they had the little pop-up store downtown during Christmas, and then they moved to a location downtown, and then they moved to another location now. But Same this was building. the second location, okay. so right, it was like their grand opening or grand or reopening or something like that. Um, and it was in the front window. I'm like, oh, I gotta get this. So tell us <clears> about the game. So the game, uh, it's based on the critically acclaimed TV series Breaking Bad. Uh, it propels you into the treacherous underbelly of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Will you play as a member of one of the criminal factions, Heisenberg, Los Polos Hermanos, or uh, Yarez Cartel? Uh, trying to mass a fortune by manufacturing the biggest 
stash of blue sky while eliminating your rivals? Or will you join the ranks of the Drug Enforcement Administration, ready to slap the cuffs on the lawbreakers who dare peddle their poison in your city? <laughs> so, um, it's, it's just a card game, really. Uh, you draw a card, you play a card from their hand, you produce blue sky as if you're a dealer only, and then you sell the blue sky if, if, you're, if your faction's on the board. Um, looks pretty cool. But this one, I believe, is a uh, yeah three to eight players, so might be a hard one to get to the table, especially on the theme. But I really liked um, the series, so this is one I want to play, and uh, I call Heisenberg. I call the DEA. Whoa, that escalated quickly. It did, but you know what? In truth be told, I think our other like themed days have gone fairly well. Like our Firefly Day, that day went really well, and then our Princess Bride Day, that yeah. went fairly well. Okay, so your next one is Tiki Topple. And this is one that you picked up for, we were going to have a Hawaiian themed... Well, I'd, I'd gotten it down Geek Way, and I, I like Hawaiian, so this, I yeah. thought it looked cool. Um... Welcome to Tiki Island, home to nine colorful carvings, all competing to be the top Polynesian idol. Um, in the fast-paced game Tiki Topple, players try to maneuver your secret tikis to the top of the line by playing the right combination of action cards. Use a Tiki Up card to move a Tiki ahead in line. Tiki Topple sends opponent's tikis tumbling to the back of the pack, but watch out for the sneaky Tiki Toast cards, <laughs> which knock your tikis off the board. Score the most points and call yourself the Tiki Master. How many times did I say Tiki in that? I don't know, probably 2018? Segment, oh my god. So this is a 2-4 to four player game. It takes like 20 minutes. It looks really fun. It's kind of one of those filler games that I probably could have used last night because my brain was totally wiped after playing Wingspan. Right, yeah. Um, so my next series of games that I want to get to the table in 2019, uh, I think it'd be cool to have like a Carcassonne game, day, I, game day. I think people would be up for that, truthfully. Because I've got, I've got the original Carcassonne, uh, I've got the Amazon Car Carcassonne, I've got the South Seas, I've got the New World now, and I've got Gold Rush, and then Over the Hill and Dale. Okay, now would you include Star Trek in that one? That's Catan. That's Catan. Yes. My bad, I get them both confused. Really Carcassonne is, is tile laying. Oh, yeah. Okay. Catan is where you're trying to build roads and settlements. Gotcha. So, I get them mixed up all the no, time. No, it's all right. I mean, they're both sea games. Yeah. All right. So your next game is Shutterbug. Shutterbug. And you just picked this one up. I did. It looks interesting. It looks fun. Did you just take out your mic again? I hit myself in the nose with the mic. Wow. Okay. This is this is probably why we shouldn't have had two mics. God. You're out there just beating the crap out of yourself. <laughs> okay, so what are we doing in this game? Is it... Um, <laughs> I think it's based in the 1930s. As a determined freelance photographer with a secret assignment... From a national tabloid, you will crisscross cr cross the countryside. Wow, I'm having trouble speaking tonight. 
racing to find and take pictures of these astounding mythical creatures. You'll gather and trade tips to build a portfolio of fantastic photos trying to fulfill your secret assignment and a few side jobs along the way. Time is short, the right tip is priceless, and every photo gets you closer to fame and fortune. What are you waiting for? Grab your camera and field note. Stay one step ahead of your rivals and race to a photo finish as the greatest shutter bug of all time. Okay. And that one is by Mike Elliott. So you're, you're trying to, basically you're 1930s, you're a news reporter that's trying to yeah. capture pictures of mythological creatures. Yeah. It looked cool. On the front cover, it's uh, a couple guys in suits, and they are taking a picture of what looks like uh, half deer, half bear, and half... I don't know, it looks like a wolf, wolf. with antlers <laughs> and like bird-like arms. With a man's body. Yep. It, so it looks cool. Looks cool. It looks and it's like by Calliope. Uh, Calliope. Calliope. There we go. Calliope Games. I really like their games that they're coming out with. The only oh. one that I have not played, and I, I really don't know if I want to, is Hive Mind. That's it's a it's a card game. So, uh, but I like their the Running with the Bulls, uh, Topiary. They, they did Running with the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I like their series of games that they come out with. Uh, I think they also do uh, Roll For It. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, I'm out of games. <laughs> so your last one is uh, Walking Dead the board game. Walking Dead the board game. Um, we have not played this one in a very long time. And this one, are you working cooperatively? Or are you kind of... I think it's one of those... No, not really. Not really. You can kind of work cooperatively, but you can kind of not work cooperatively. Yeah, I mean, basically you're just trying to survive the zombie apocalypse, right. be the last one alive. But the thing of it is, is the more you move, each person has objectives. And then there's objectives for, there's three objectives for the entire game. And you have to do these objectives before you can basically win the game. And then the more you move around the board, every single place you go there's zombies and then you have to fight the zombies to move past yep. and it basically can become a big cluster mess trying to stay pg on our podcast here today and um yeah it's it, it escalates really quickly i mean it's just like any zombie game the more zombies that are out there, the harder it gets. It so. is, and I don't think we've ever have we ever won that one. Yeah, I think I've won. You won. Yeah, I mean, it's at the end of the game, you're you're the last one alive, or you're not. Yeah. So we haven't gotten that one to the table in a very long time. It's kind of one of those fun games that every once in a while it's fun to play. Right. <clears throat> so I'd like to get that one to the table. I agree. So. And I think we are done with our bucket list. That's it. That's our that's our entire bucket list of nineteen games that we will we will get to <laughs> or not get to the table, but we will try. We will try. So uh, what do we got coming up? Well, on Tuesday we might play some games because it's New Year's Day. Right. Um, that Saturday I work. Mm-hmm. 
and then I'll probably just come to home to bed and pass out for like 14 hours. Fine, then I'm going to Okaboji by myself. Okay, so we are apparently going to Okaboji uh, to go swimming in January. Inside. Oh, I mean uh, to go to the lake inside. We are going to the Lakes Area Game Fest. Oh, that's right. The Lakes Area Game Fest. Yes, that is going to be next weekend. Yep. Um, so that starts on Saturday at 10 a.m., I believe. Mm -hmm. And runs till about 2 a.m. on Saturday morning, well, Sunday morning. And then I think it picks back up at 9 a.m. on Sunday till 5 p.m. on Sunday. They've got a lot of events going on. They still have tickets on sale. Um, it's super cheap to go. I think it's yeah, it's like, twenty what, bucks for the weekend. Twenty bucks for the weekend, or it's ten bucks a day. And then you get a discount on. Yep. If you want to stay there at, at Okaboji, you get a discount on the room. Uh, if you tell them you're part of the Lakes Area Convention, you get an eighty dollar room rate. So. Which is really nice because it's it's kind of a resort. I mean, there's a huge oh, water yeah. park. Yeah, it's uh, it's got a big water park for the kids, and I mean, you don't have to be at the convention the whole time, but. Obviously, you want to spend as much time as you can there if you're there for a game convention. Mm -hmm. So, and, and we are also going to be doing an interview with uh, <coughs> Kyle Schubert, uh, one of the guys putting the convention on. Yay! So, we also have some swag we're going to be giving out at yeah. the convention. So, uh, we have got some uh, backpack bags, I guess. They're the drawstring, drawstring bags, bags. Okay. and they have our new logo on it that Joe designed and then inside we'll have some headphones and a magnet a refrigerator magnet right yep refrigerator magnet and some head yeah headphones the earbuds so we have shirts average Joe gaming podcast shirts and so if you guys see us walking around and you want some free swag come find us yeah or uh Kyle might uh might be able to distribute some of that. I don't know. He uh, he said he'd let me know. So we'll either have it on us, giving it away, or we'll be able to tell you where to get it. So um, and then in January we'll be giving away another game. So keep listening to our podcasts to find out when we will be giving that away. And our next game we're going to give away. Should we announce it now? I don't care. We can announce it. We're going to announce it. Yep. So sometime in January, you want to listen because we will be giving away Harry Potter Codenames. Ooh. Yes. It's a brand new game, people. Yep. Just came out last month. This month. December. That's right. We're still in December. We're still in December. We've got like one yeah. more day of December. I know. It's insane. All right. So that's it for tonight. Uh, until next time, I'm Joe. And I'm Jesse.